Hey there, film fans, and welcome to the back row from what I watched tonight. My name is Matt Hudson, and thank you for tuning in and having a little listen to uh, to what I've got to say about film. You know me, I love a bit of film, and as you're here, I assume you also love a bit of film as well. So I just thought I'd dive into some subjects that have been coming up recently and some of the stuff I've been watching as well, because... Um, now I see it popping around online and, uh, some of the, some of the discourse, some of these comments that have been, um, spewed out <laughs> have been, uh, eliciting. So I thought I'd have a little chat about him, get my two piece in as well. So a few things to talk about tonight and might as well just jump straight in. Enough of the, the waffle. Uh, the first thing that came out very recently was, uh, Dune director Denis Villeneuve. Came out and said about the, you know, what seems to be ongoing argument now, theatrical experience versus streaming or watching at home on your home entertainment system. And he said, you know, he understood that the pandemic is the reason why uh, cinemas are struggling, theatres are in the red. Um, he obviously isn't happy about it, but he understands it. But he said, you know, the only way he wants people to see Dune is at the theatre, you know, watching it at home would be akin to riding a speed of boat in a bathtub. Um, and that's, it's that last line that's been getting people's backs up a little bit. And some people are with uh, Villeneuve here, you know, saying, look, the director's vision is that it is seen on the most grandest scale, a little like the film. And there's others who are being more pragmatic and saying, well, you know, a film is a film. I watch it wherever I can do. Uh, especially in the middle of a global pandemic, which is claiming the lives of a lot of people by going out. Um, so there, there, there are, I see both sides of the argument. And for me, I'm, I sympathize, I empathize with Denis Villeneuve completely. And in an ideal world, the only way I would want to see Dune is at the theater. Um, of course, on an IMAX with the best screen possible, at, which costs a lot of money. Doesn't matter where you live in the world, IMAX comes at a charge. It's always more than your standard cinema uh, admission. So, you know, you're paying a premium. You get what you pay for usually, and I'll get to that, but you're still paying more. However, going to the theatre isn't what it used to be. As much as I love the theatre, theatrical experience, I never wanted to go anywhere, I never wanted to die. But how many times, I don't know about you guys, but I recently, you know, pre pandemic certainly, is to get in the car, go to the local cinema, whichever one, whether it's the one in Romford, one in uh, Basildon, or one back home in Woking, are looking forward to going to watch a film. You know, it's an experience, isn't it? It's a night out, or an afternoon, or a morning, depending on what your uh, jam is. But how many times do you go with that kind of apprehension or anxiety of, am I going to be able to watch this film without, without some some idiot ruining it? By talking, by arguing, by being on their phone, by making noise. And I don't just mean rustling the popcorn. I mean, like, making noise. You just get those people who just make noise on purpose or their phone is ringing. Idiots. Um, and that happens more often than not. And just seeing people online saying the same thing. It doesn't matter what cinema they go to. Eight times out of ten, seven times out of ten, there's some kind of disruption. And, you know, you pay your money. Yeah, you, 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 People will say, well, I pay my money. I can talk then you're an idiot or you've got two more money than sense or you're just a massive dickhead um you don't you know if you're going to go to a cinema and just talk or be on your phone just don't don't bother i mean let the rest of us watch it but i'm very much a cut the cut from the cloth that i pay my money i want to enjoy this you know i've i've paid money to watch this so i want to be able to watch this considering i've paid money to watch this shut up basically um 
so that that I remember when I went to see Hereditary I've said it on many other shows I've done that was the worst experience I've ever had it's just bedlam uh, that wasn't good and it puts you off and it really, really does put you off plus also not every cinema has the best uh, sound system and there is this common idea that the cinema sound is the best you'll get it is when it's when it's maintained when it's governed and taken care of uh, and the cinema screens I mean I've been to so many screens and they're dirty it doesn't matter you tell the staff the screen's dirty nothing ever happens so you it's not it's not a fallacy to say that cinema isn't the best experience or that it's not it's also not as true to say every cinema experience would be great because it's not depend it depends on the cinema you go to a top end one you're more likely to get your uh the experience you want but you may end up paying out of your back pocket for it and i'm talking about a person going by themselves you guys are family and this is people roll their eyes but you know to you i say wait till you're in that position you go with your family you know, you, you, yourself and your kids, you, your partner and your kids, whatever, uh, or just a group of mates. That price rockets up, man. Plus, you get your, if you want to get concessions out of the theatre, popcorn, drinks, Fanta, you know, your, your Fanta slushy and all that. It's not ice cream, hot dogs, nachos, beer, depending on where you go. It ain't cheap. Yes, you can just go down to uh, Asda and get two for a pound. Um, but, you know, one day they'll crack down on that. But it, it's not a cheap night out to do that so if you want to if you want to take your family to go and watch dune i mean you could be spending upwards of 80 quid which is just a lot of too much money for some people and there are a lot of people who say well it's only 20 quid it's fine to a lot of people 20 quid is a lot of money 20 dollars is a lot of money to a lot of people that's just the way it is you know it's not it's not just as simple as pulling out of your back pocket and saying right here's 20 quid to go to the cinema that might be needed for petrol fuel food uh, school clothes are coming up to uh, start a school term in, in the United Kingdom. Um, you know, I mean, there, there are things which where people may need to be putting back on. But if they can watch this film at home, great. If you've got a big TV and a good sound system, even better. But if you haven't, at least you have the option to watch it at home in the middle of a pandemic. Even if it isn't a pandemic, at least you have the chance to watch it. And you know that you've probably got more of a chance of being able to sit down and watch the film in some kind of with some kind of peace long as the neighbours don't start kicking their ball or start mowing their lawn in the middle of it but um you know at the minute i'd much rather chance that than going to the cinema with a load of douchebags who just can't shut up so i i totally get where denny's saying but it also plays into what james gunn was saying that you know most of the films that he classes as, as his favorite he's never been seen in the cinema he cited jaws um, I mean, I could have come out Alien. I've never seen Alien in the cinema or Aliens, but they're two of my favourite films of all time. Would would I like to see them in the cinema? Of course, I would do, but it's not going to change my opinion on the fact that I still think they're brilliant, having seen them on you know, big old big backed TVs which were, weren't HD because they didn't have HD back then. Um, it was VHS or uh, on television with adverts going through it as well. So you didn't even get to see... You kind of see like a cut-up, edited version with adverts, but they didn't take away from it. So I get that. I mean, on the flip side of James Gunn to play Devil's Advocate, Jaws already had the reputation of being one of the best films of all time. So people went into it knowing that reputation. Um, one of the articles I read, I think it's on Screen Rant, was saying like, Army of the, the Dead and The Tomorrow War... You know, are they going to be forgotten about because they're on streaming? Are they going to be lauded in years to come? Was it a different experience seeing him at the on streaming? I think, and the reason why they won't be remembered is because they're a bit crap. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything else. But um, 
They haven't, but also they also didn't come in with the reputation of being Jaws. So some and an alien or aliens. Some films, you know, they benefit just from that, just from their life, basically, and how long they've been out. So, um, so yeah, I I hear what Denise's saying, but I think there's a lot of variables to it on both sides, and I am not going to be made to feel bad for sitting at home and watching Dune if I had HBO Max. I don't in the UK. They make us go out in the middle of a pandemic, so um, I put the old gas mask on and go out and watch it. However, I'm telling you right now, if I had the chance to watch it at home on HBO Max with a good um. I've got a good sized TV, decent sound system. I would do that. I would switch it and I'd watch it there. Um, because, you know, it's, it, it's money, it's convenience for the, at the minute, considering the world we live in as well. So, uh, maybe one day there won't be as much choice to watch things because they will just be at cinemas again. But for now, I, I don't see the problem with that. And I think it's wrong to call people out. Uh, or, or try to guilt trip people, you know, or you enjoy your, enjoy, enjoy your speedboat in the bath while the rest of us get on the yacht. Stupid. Silliness. I mean, I generally think it is silliness, um, to have that kind of attitude. Yeah, you want, you want your film to make money because you've got some kind of back end deal where you make money off, um, the box office. I get that totally. You want people to go and see the cinema so you get paid more money. Who wouldn't want to make more bunts? Uh, especially given the whole Scarlett Johansson situation that's happening, but I think people just need to be a bit more sympathetic to what's going on at the minute. And, you know, people will still go and watch Dune in the cinema. People really want to will go and do it. The film, I still don't think the film's going to make money. I don't think it's going to, I think it's going to be the cliche, but I think it's going to be another 2049 that it's going to be a great film, but it's not going to be for everyone. And it's not going to make huge money. Um, but it probably will, um, ironically make more money on rentals, Blu-ray sales, 4k, whatever. So, and get maybe more people watching it or on HBO Max. I'd love for them to release the HBO Max figures and how many people actually did stay home and watch it. Or, you know, if people, people are going to go and watch it in the, in the cinema and they're going to go and come home and they're going to probably want to watch on HBO Max because they can watch it again or vice versa. They may see it on HBO Max. Bloody hell, that was good. Oh, okay, I've seen it now. I'll go to the cinema and watch it. Now I know what I'm going to get. I feel they may be inspired to actually go and watch it at the cinema. Double bubble. HBO Max figure goes up. You get some, you get some, uh, Wonga in the bank from, from the box office as well. So there's always that chance of that happening. So it could end up being a win-win situation. But yeah, uh, Janie, don't entirely agree with you, mate, on that one. However, I am looking forward to your film, fella. Just walking past the Ambassadors in Woking, or what's now known as the Nova Cinema, and they're advertising a film called Steel Water, two separate words, which is uh, showing. That really bugs me, because it's almost like they're just advertising the fact that, you know, steel, sparkling water, little things like that. <laughs> I saw it. Also showing trailers for The Courier. I think that's the Benedict Cumberbatch film. But yeah, Steel Space Water. Hmm. They need to do better. If you listen and over, please amend that because my OCD just can't handle it. I mentioned uh, Scarlett Johansson just now. Uh, Emma Stone has been in the news recently as well. Um, she obviously um, starred in the recently released Cruella on Disney Plus, on streaming and in cinemas. Um, where, and obviously Scarlett Johansson has got her ongoing lawsuit now against Disney because she believes that she is, well, she is owed a cut of the profits or she's lost out on money because of the the contract. The negotiations were uh, 
not done correctly, shall we say. They weren't there to uh, involve Disney+. Plus. So Scarlett Johansson quite rightly has turned around and said, no, I, I want what's mine, I want, I want what I'm entitled to. And it's gotten a bit ugly over there, and I think Disney are very much in the wrong on this one. Whereas Emma Stone, there was rumours that she may try and sue Disney for, for the money that she's owed, but it seems like she's used what's happened as as leverage for a better deal on the uh, Cruella sequel. Tuella, Cruella 2, whatever, I don't know what they're going to call it, but Cruella 2 would be boring, wouldn't it? But that, I mean, that has, that, it's been green lit, but it's obviously not in production yet, so it may never see the light of day, but um, she she used that leverage and the knowledge of Scarlett Johansson's situation to get a better deal. She's managed to uh, get a royalty on each at-home sale on streaming, so every time somebody buys it at home, on the Disney Plus Premier Access, she gets a cut of that, which only, again, now naturally seems right. Obviously, before uh, we heard the hoopla with Black Widow, we didn't know about this. People are being shafted out of their money. Whereas um, Warner Brothers, they they negotiated a buyout kind of bonus for their for their film, for their 2021 slate. They they did it the right way behind closed doors and got that sort of nipped it in the bud. Um, but but yeah, she uh, but she also managed to use that leverage to uh, earn herself a back end payment. So as I mentioned, that ro- that royalties. So she's going to make some pretty decent wonga out of that. And again, you you you're leading the film. You're tasked with making the studio that much money. Bloody paid them as paid pay them their share of it, and don't try and um, wangle the talent out of their out of their earnings. I don't care if Scarlett Johansson made twenty million from the film. It doesn't matter how much you made. It's how much he is owed. You, 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 you turn up, you pay, you, you do your job, you get paid your money. You or I, if we go to work and we're promised, oh, we go to work and we're working overtime with someone and you find out that person's getting paid a little bit more than you, well, I'm going to go and knock on the boss's door and say, well, hold on, they're getting paid three quid an hour more than me for this overtime shift and we're both doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Or, or she, did it, she did it yesterday and got paid three pound. I want to get, I want to get paid extra three pound a day. Um, like he or she did or whatever of course you're going to negotiate a better deal if, if if it's not fair you want your money doesn't matter how much you got in the first place so um but yeah it, it looks like emma stone has managed to kind of empower herself with what's going on sadly with scarlet has to get a better deal with Cru- uh, cruella too and hopefully that will then be the norm going forward i know not everybody you hear um, emily blunt you hear dwayne johnson the recently released jungle cruise they're not seeking anything from that you never know they maybe they've got something up there sleeve or in their back pocket or they just want that disney work so they just keep them quiet um they, they they've come out and said there's no plans to try and sue disney or make some sort of claim against them but you know emma stone's shown the right way to do it um in this instance anyway off the back of scarlett johansson and let's hope let's hope they can sort that out and give her what she's owed but cruella 2 it's gonna if it wasn't already uh gonna be rushed into production now it can do because it's main star managed to uh, get her iron under the table and managed to uh, wangle some wonga. Walking back past the old Nova cinema the next day. Uh, still haven't updated the still water uh, faux pas. However, they are advertising the Paw Patrol movie. Hearing good things about this uh, socio-political powerhouse with our favourite crime-fighting dogs. So, um... Hey, maybe there'll be a review of that on here at some point soon. Maybe not, we'll see. 
And now I've been buying a load of DVDs and Blu-rays. Not DVDs, I mean, buying DVDs. Been a load of Blu-rays recently and uh, buying stuff, downloading digital copies of stuff. But um, I saw on on TV the other day on Sky, uh, Jumper was on. I don't know if you remember Jumper, the uh, the 2008 Doug Lyman directed film was on. And I was like, oh, finally, a movie about an interesting pullover. Uh, alas, it was simply a Hayden Christensen-led sci-fi action romp. That wasn't a Star Wars prequel. Um, but that was on. I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a watch again. I watched it when it came out. I don't remember it. Seems to be a lot of people's recollection of it. Most people just dismiss it as a load of old crap, but I just didn't remember. So I watched it again. Um, as I mentioned, Doug Lyman directed it. He came off, he was coming off Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He'd done the Bourne, uh, identity as well before that. So, you know, he was coming on, he was on a bit of a hot streak and Jumper had a lot of things going for it. You know, what you say what you will about Hayden in the prequel. I think Hayden's a decent actor. Um, he was a good looking guy, still is leading the film. You've got Samuel L. Jackson in there. You've got Diane Lane. You've got Jamie Bill. You've got Rachel Bilson in there as well. You've got a good, a good, well, literally a good looking cast, but a good looking cast, a talented cast. Good story. Um, it was based on, uh, Stephen Gold's novel, Jumper, from 1992. That, that did well, and it spawned a lot of, um, subsequent novels that branched off of it. Um, one which didn't, which came out a few years prior to the film as well. Um, and, and, you know, I was watching it and I didn't hate Jumper when I rewatched it. It's not great. You know what I mean? It's a bit of, it's, it's like proper sort of late noughties, pre-Marvel boom kind of film. It's, and they do mention Marvel during the movie, like in the form of a limited run team up. But I just thought it was a, a bit of cheesy action, had a tight 90 minute run time, pretty much an hour and a half, if that. So it, it got to where it needed to be very quickly. Was it, um, was it like mind blowing? No. Was it a good idea? Yes. I think it was reasonably well acted. The effects looked pretty good. Um, the scope was massive. So they went to like 20 countries, I think I read, to film this damn thing. But um didn't do very well uh, critically. 15% on RT. Uh, my boys over there. 6.1 IMDb user score. Letterbox, 2.5 out of 4, which isn't as bad. Metacritic, mm, 35%. So critically, it was absolutely panned. So you imagine it was a bomb at the box office. Well, actually, no, it made 225 million from an 85 million um, budget, uh, which in 2021 20, numbers, 100, 107 million budget, 285 million returns. That's 2.65 times the budget. It made a little bit of money. Um, and it kind of got me thinking, it's like, you know, should, should Jumper have gotten a sequel? It made more than double its money back. It all comes down, obviously, to the to the audience reaction and the audience reviews. I don't believe that the Rotten Tomatoes audience score was particularly good for this film either. But I mean, you look at that, fifteen percent on RT. Some of those, though, let's, I'm going to also uh, be balanced here. Some of those uh, reviews were were written and released. What year? Some of them are re- recent. You know, there's there's a hundred odd reviews on there. I think some of those are much more recent. So they were. I'd like to know what the percentage was when when the film came out 170 reviews that's a lot of reviews that to me is that's more than enough to get a consensus but i mean looking at it, some of them are from 2020 november 2020 and then uh 2011 and and later as well so 44 percent the audience score but it did get me thinking though did it deserve a sequel the stories are there i think the the premise is really intriguing the idea of being able to just jump wherever you want from the world um you've got the paladins chasing you it, but 
why why didn't it get it? For me, I think it was the audience, the critics' scores. I think as well. Plus, I don't know if there was a bit of Hayden fatigue from the prequels. If so, that's a damn shame uh, because everything was there for a setup for the sequel. They even kind of set up a sequel in the film. Um, I think it's too late now, but who knows? You know, <laughs> maybe a good reception from uh, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus. Um, that of course Hayden's coming back in. Maybe that will get studios wagging again if he turns on the the acting chops. But uh, you can probably bet that Doug Lyman won't be at the party if they do do it because he uh, he tried to revive this franchise with a YouTube original series called Impulse about brrr, ten years ago now. Maybe I don't know how long. Well, no, it wasn't ten years ago. It, the book it came off. The book was about ten years old, and it was a couple of years old. And it's been cancelled now by YouTube. It was cancelled in twenty twenty. So um, yeah, didn't do too well. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just maybe the books aren't. Um, adaptable. They can adapt Annihilation, and hell, they can adapt anything. But or maybe it needs somebody who isn't Doug Lyman at the uh, at the wheel. I w- I'd like to see a sequel to Jumper. Uh, whether or not you'd, it would be a direct sequel, because are you going to get Hayden, Rachel? I don't know. If they're, if those two are there. Probably on speaking terms, because I think they hooked up on the set of that film. Uh, Sam Jackson loves a paycheck. He'd be back. Jamie Burke could do with a paycheck. He'd be back. Um, so and Diane Lane was in things like Batman vs Superman, so she's absolutely up for doing any old dross. But um, I do think that a sequel would have been would have been great. I think it's too late now to do a sequel unless they just do an absolute reboot of the film. But kind of did get me thinking though, is like you know the film itself. I don't think was bad. I think again, I don't think it was amazing. But I think the the first film set up the world. And I think the second one could have gone uh, could have gone bigger. Bigger doesn't always mean better, of course, but they had the choice to, uh, the chance, sorry, to make something pretty good. A decent little franchise before franchises and IPs were a thing. Um, hey, maybe, maybe if it had come out two years later when Marvel had really started to get into their stride or starting, maybe it would have taken off. I don't know, but yeah, I think it just got me thinking watching it and, re- and looking into the box office and that. I think it could have, you know, why didn't they get a sequel? And I think it's mainly because of those lackluster reviews. And I think, Slightly unfair. I don't think this is a 15% film, a 1.5 out of 10 film. I don't think that whatsoever. There are worse films with higher scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's the uh, confluence of many reasons. Uh, but those reviews probably, but it made money. It's big in, it's big in South Korea as well. So the stories are already there written for them, you know. So it's a shame. I think, I think I would have liked, I would have been interested in a jumper trilogy or franchise of films because even if you didn't focus on Hayden Christensen's character David you know you could have focused on other jumpers um or or introduced more and had Hayden in there with her somewhere along with Rachel Bilson and um I can't remember if Jamie Bell's character survives this is how much I must have enjoyed the film I can't remember does he get killed in it during it during it no, I don't think he does. So you could have had Jamie Bell come back as well and mix with more people and then kind of shoot off. But who knows? But obviously there was no audience um, after that first film. Maybe the audiences weren't weren't interested, weren't asked by it. But again, was that the film? Was it the story? Was it the direction? Because Impulse on YouTube didn't really do much better. So, but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think? The Jumper sequel? I think it's too late now. Uh, but look, the Incredibles can have a sequel. God knows how many years later anything can but then the incredibles was incredible so uh jumper sequel am i being a bit too kind for that film or do you think it could have worked as a as an ongoing series of films so back outside the old nova again a couple of uh quotes here which let's see if anyone can get them 
they're relating to things opening again. So, one of the quotes says, Yeah, guess who's back, Dom? Who said it and from what film? Next one. For the time will soon come. Who said it and from what film? Next one. Smile, Carl. We're back in business. Who said it and from what film? <laughs> and the final one. We're back. Who said it and from what film? See how well you can do. I mentioned up top that I've been out buying uh, a lot of physical media Blu-rays. I've been buying loads this month, man. I need to kind of calm down. I've been so many of the damn. I've double, tripled my collection already. Because um, my collection is all over the place. Some of it's in one house. Some of it's in another loft. It's someone. Some some of it's in another back room. It's in different places as well. So I need to start collating those all together. Um, I would usually talk about kind of movie traders, but it hadn't really been been any out this this week. Really, Crime Atro came out with the new Clint Eastwood film. Uh, which looks uh, it looks interesting to say the least, but it's yeah the film itself it looked fine. It didn't it didn't grab me necessarily. Uh, other than that, there's not really too many coming out. Obviously, we've got some big films coming out soon. Uh, Shang Chi is getting big hype from those who have seen the advanced screening. So Shang Chi is getting top hype. Um, I watched Free Guy. I did watch that. And I thought that was pretty good. It wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be. But I thought that was, um, it was pretty cool. Looking forward to seeing The Night House, so going to go and watch that this week. L- really looking forward to that. Candyman coming out soon. Films are back, man. Films are back, baby. Um, and if you, depending on where you want to watch them, it's up to you as well. <laughs> depending on how you can get your hands on them legally, of course. Um, but no, man, I've been buying lots of stuff. I bought, um, on socials with a scene, William Freakin's Cruising with Al Pacino. Found that in the wild, finally. And only a tenor as well. The Arrow um blu-ray t- version uh i can't wait to get stuck back into that i really like that film bold brave controversial but still a very good film it's very friedkin friedkin's my favorite director but i'm also aware that not all of his films are the best films in the world but i like his stamp i like his style um the loved ones uh bought that uh robin mcclevy and that is is, is excellent what else i'm squinting to have a look over there eaten alive the toe pooper Freddy Krueger, sorry, Robert England, um, horror from the late seventies. Um, still can't see. Rebought Candyman. I like, really like the first Candyman, so I could rewatch it in anticipation of the Nia Costa Candyman that's coming out soon, and I really can't wait to go and see that. Um, the Invisible Man, seven. Now nothing, um, which I haven't seen before, but. I, Annihilation as well got that I know it's on Netflix but I wanted it for the special features which I watched yesterday next so cool I dig that film and it's only shot around the corner in Windsor which is so awesome um, but that's just a taste of stuff uh, I've been watching and I've been thinking about what was trending online but it was pretty much James Gunn uh, and Denis Villeneuve's comments on TV versus streaming which I think is going to go on for a long time that the argument's never going to go away I don't think they'll always be purists and that, I don't you know I'm never going to sit here and say they're wrong I prefer the cinematic experience, but I'm also of fairly sound mind that I'll weigh up the pros and cons of, of what's best. And if I can watch it at home on a stream or something, I will do if I can do. Um, there are some films like a new Star Wars, which I'll always see at the theatre, but in the times we live in at the minute, you know, stay safe. You know, safety comes first over there, over any film. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been buying a lot of Blu-rays. I can't, it's, I could reel them off, but it's, it's literally too many. Uh, so my, uh, my shelf, my shelf look an awful lot more full now, which is ace, but 
uh, yeah, let me know what you think about the whole TV versus theatrical um, debate, streaming versus theatrical, um, Disney Plus or streaming contracts. Jumper, did it deserve a sequel or am I just being too kind? It also says, let me know what you've been buying. Let me know what you've been watching because you might have something you've watched, which I feel like I might want to watch as well. And then I'll talk about it on the next episode. But uh, yeah, stay safe, everybody. If you want to find me, you can do. Just search whatiwatchtonight.co.uk or what I watch tonight on all the socials, including Letterboxd. Uh, tell your friends this is a film fans podcast for film fans. Um, find me on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Uh, I put all my reviews on there to count towards those, that pesky tomato meter, which seems to get everyone <laughs> back up. Um, it's people like me who contribute to it. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't come up with the, the number. However, as I said, stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. Let me know your thoughts on the topics. But until next time, see ya. <laughs>